millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, recording. Clapping. Three. Two, what? Okay. I'll start. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have a much anticipated movie on our part, Netflix's Persuasion. Um, Yeah. Featuring... uh, Henry Golding, Richard E. Grant, Dakota Johnson, um, Dakota, yes, the Cosmo Jarvis, who's Wentworth. Um, oh, is that so, his name? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And see. Emily, all I did was watch this movie, but what did you do to prep for this movie? Um, I went, I went above and beyond. Um, so, I and and I knew Persuasion was coming out for a while, so, but. I didn't even think to read the book until my coworker, my friend at work, was like, I'm going to read the book. And I was like, I should read the book. <laughs> yeah. I own it. I should read it. Um, and so I decided to read it. It was um, really tough. The, it was it was uh-huh. it was really hard for me. I had to kind of force myself to read like 25 pages a day. Uh, the last time I read a Jane Austen book was high school when I read Pride and Prejudice, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm sure that took me a minute to read in in high school, um, but I do know I read it, so it's it's been a while, and I've been reading you know very easy easy things you know fantasy contemporary rather very easy stuff to read, um, so this was difficult like I really had to be actively reading and it was tough. Um, but I got the gist of what was happening. Um, but then I also own a box set of the BBC um, Jane Austen adaptation miniseries from like the... What year, Emily? From like the 70s through the 80s, I think, is kind of... We watched The Pride of Prejudice. That was generally... That was from that time as well, right? Like the eighties or something. Yeah, let 70s. me let me see if I have them here in the in the uh, the here we go. Um, so yes, the Pride and Prejudice one we watched was and we talked about it on the toppings a very long time ago. Yes, was from nineteen eighty. So we watched uh-huh. it. this one. The Persuasion one was nineteen seventy one. So oh my god, the quality older. must have been not great. It was, it was, Alessandra. <laughs> it was indeed. Um, um, the lighting yeah. was it's bad. It's a TV movie, so I can imagine that they do not have very good copies of that anywhere. Yeah, the sets were, the sets were just really bulky and big and like they didn't look real um the the lighting was awful and washed everyone out i mean every like there was just these white people looked pasty um that's so funny in this and it was it was just two parts was the was was pride and prejudice like three parts or something no it was i remember it being was two like short very short parts or something like no it was long Well, I thought the ending was shit. Like, remember it was just like them walking? Yeah, yeah. Or something? Yeah, the yeah, that scene, yes. That yes. But no, I remember it taking forever. Um Okay. It looks like in but total one... the persuasion one was three hours and forty five minutes. So so that separated into two parts. Oh, that's long. That okay. was that was persuasion. Um Let me see how long Pride and Prejudice was. Um, so was four hours and twenty five minutes. 
And <laughs> we watched the whole thing. We sure as hell did. For little payoff, really, it was not worth it. Yes. Um, so you so you read the book and you were trying to stay focused on it. So what was like really the hard part about reading the book? So how how I've learned how I read is which I I've I've now come to understand that people read a lot of different ways and like how they kind of picture what's happening in the book. Um, I play things like a movie, so it just so just just the way. The way Jane Austen writes is she'll kind of go on tangents that are really hard for me to picture in my head. Um, mm-hmm. So that was a really hard part. When when she would get to like a back and forth conversation or like a description of, you know, a room or something or, or like just a, a scene that was happening, um, it would it would be easier. But when she would just go off on these little side thing like just the way she writes was really hard to picture um and persuasion was i think especially tough because it's so short so she Mm -hmm. is just pushing through like Mm -hmm. i think because you know she has books that are a lot longer like i'm looking at my sense and sensibility book right now it's it's pretty thick um emma's pretty big uh pride and prejudice was pretty long i feel like and yeah but I don't remember Pride and Prejudice being necessarily that hard to read back in high school. But again, it's it's been years. Um, so I think it was just hard because it was moving so fast. Like she was trying to fit. I mean, not like a lot, because, you know, if you think about the, just the plot of the book, it's very s- simple. But again, she's giving you all this extra info. Yeah, there's tons of characters in Persuasion for how short it is. It's. It's ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, there's tons of people and it's very difficult to really like understand what they're all about because there's so many people in it. There's so many people and, you know, my friend at work and I were reading it at the same time. You know, she finished it before me, but I would kind of just tell her where I was. And, you know, she brought up some good points that it was hard to also keep track of who Jane Austen was talking about because people would... If if there was a sister, so in the in the book, Anne has a sister Mary, um, who is now like Mary Musgrove. But so people would call mm-hmm. it would call her, you know, well she, she, technically she's Mrs. Musgrove. But there'd be like a Miss yeah. Musgrove and a Miss Musgrove and a Mrs. Musgrove, and you have all these yeah. people who are kind of being called the same thing, and there are like two guys named Charles. So you're just like, mm-hmm. who the fuck are you talking about right now? Because <laughs> it's just <laughs> no one would say Louisa Musgrove. Henrietta Musgrove, like it was always Miss yeah. or Mrs. Yeah, Ms. or yeah, yeah. exactly. And then like right, Mary, right, right. Mary was Mrs. Musgrove, but then like her husband's mother was also Mrs. Musgrove. So it's just, <laughs> it's really hard to follow. <laughs> very hard to follow. Um, but I'm glad I did it. It was, it was, it was tough. It took me like 10 days to read it. Um, but I'm proud of myself. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, I'm proud of you too. Thank I you. I really am. The fact Thank that you, you so got much. through it to watch this adaptation of it. And so we went into this adaptation knowing that it is it is not favored by many people out there. And uh, it's got generally negative reviews, especially from, I think, the people who this movie is aimed for, which is yeah. kind of people like us. And, you know, people who like period dramas, so people who are really into Emma, Pride and Prejudice, um, Bridgerton even, um, you know, that's kind of Regency era. We like that kind of stuff. But I also think this is kind of going for a wider audience as well. Netflix audiences in general, not just um, period drama lovers, more like the average woman who just watches rom-coms i think it it was kind of aiming towards that sure and so it kind of had a lot of contemporary aspects to it that a lot of people found offensive yeah and the only other version of persuasion that i had seen was the sally hawkins uh Mm -hmm. version from 2007 yeah, so we watched that. I think that was a mini series. I think. No, th- this was just yeah. a movie. It, no, it was just a TV that's movie. That's a movie. Yeah. 
Then there's a mini series with another woman. I was seeing that, which I've that. which I haven't seen. Yeah, and I really wanted to rewatch the Sally Hawkins one as well, just because I know I've seen it before. Um, but I, I couldn't couldn't get my hands on it. So, um, yeah, just wanted to mention that. <laughs> but other than that, so I wasn't too familiar with the persuasion story, other than seeing the Sally Hawkins film. However, however far back I watched it, probably college. I was watching a lot of period stuff uh, Mm -hmm. in college. I probably got it through Netflix DVD back when I had it in college. I was I was watching shit like crazy back then. Um, (laughs) So other than that, I really wasn't too familiar. Sometimes, so (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, very true. Um, But yeah, so and we definitely were um i people were not happy with the trailer either that's kind of it's kind of yeah. where i was heading that that i went into this you know people were already saying it was bad you know critics were saying it was bad whatever but people were already shitting on it from the trailer um mm-hmm. so i went in with very very low expectations basically i think yeah um, um. I think the way that this was structured was kind of, it was derivative because you have the main character and just kind of exposing her inner thoughts at any moment while also um, kind of giving us backstory and looking at the camera fleabag style, which is a clear, like, it's very obvious that that's what they were trying to do because Fleabag is very successful at that trope. Yeah. And the writing really lends itself to that as well as the, you know, Phoebe Waller-Bridge's face, um, which isn't as successful with Dakota Johnson. I think she just isn't enough, like, a comedic actress in that way to warrant the comedy that I think they were trying to go for with those like looks to camera. And oftentimes it was just kind of cringy and weird that she kept doing it, especially in the beginning of the movie. It felt like the beginning of the movie was like a different movie than the second half of the movie. I I don't know why. It was like they forgot what they were trying to do and then it just like stopped and then became a normal rom-com after that. You know what I mean? Well, and that's kind of how I felt reading the book. I mean, this book is is split up into two volumes. So you have 12 chapters in volume mm-hmm. one and then you have 12 chapters in volume two. Pretty much the first volume consists of Anne goes to, or they find out that that, they're, that her father has to rent out Kelly Lynch, um, Kellynch, yeah. Kellynch Hall, and... Anne goes to stay with Mary while they're trying to find a house and bath. And mm-hmm. so that's how she just starts hanging out with Wentworth and Louisa and Henrietta. The Musgroves. The Musgroves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they go to Lyme. They go to visit Lyme and and then Louisa falls. Like, that's pretty much what happens in the first half. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And then the second half consists of her going to stay with uh, Lady Russell for a little bit and then eventually the bath. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. just just the rest of the story there with the the parties and the Mr. Elliot and mm-hmm. um, everything like that. So the even reading the book, it felt like two two separate parts. I think because I went in with such low expectations, I didn't I didn't hate it as much mm-hmm. as I was watching. I was kind of enjoying myself as I was watching it, but once it mm-hmm. ended, I hated the ending. Um, but once yeah. I, once I got to the end and kind of looked at it as a whole, there were just some very important things that are in the book and that are just important to the story of Anne Elliot and Persuasion, um, that the movie just missed and just completely skipped over that are, that just feel very important. I didn't oh mind. Tell, tell me, honestly, I, I truly have no idea. So... There, it, it definitely needed to be more subtle. Like it was way, yes, it was way on the way nose. Too- it was way yeah. in your face. Like Anne Elliot one would never be a drunkard. Like just I know. what the heck? Just completely. 
I thought I thought the her being like you know sad that that she had to cut things off with Wentworth was kind of funny, and I wanted to appreciate the the route they were taking because this I mean this movie was a lot more interesting than reading the book, and uh-huh. it well, was she's supposed to be more like Bridget Bridget Jones and like you know single sorry for herself kind of thing. Yeah, and so and and I kind of like that they amplified because in a way the mini the 1971 miniseries did this as well they really helped amplify these characters because yes Mm -hmm. i could tell from reading that um you know mary was annoying and she was Mm -hmm. annoying in the miniseries and she was annoying in persuasion um and that Anne, i don't know Anne reading Anne's character she just seems so boring that's why i kind of Mm -hmm. liked these these visual adaptations of her because she Mm -hmm. seemed a lot less boring um Mm -hmm. but i'm sure that's how she was supposed to be so or just very sensible and very like realistic and logical and just and just overall good like you know she was a good person she helped people when they were hurt she she was just overall a good person um who cared a lot and like and that's fine i think they the way they wrote Dakota Johnson's version of it was very over the top and just unnecessary and just really far from the character of Anne Elliot. Um, and when, when my friend, when my friend from work and I were talking about it, I didn't, I didn't mind the, the flea bag aspect of it. We just uh, didn't think that it was really meant for a character like Anne. She, mm-hmm. She so the story is basically about you know her being very, um, um, what is it called? Like she was obviously persuaded out of, out of this relationship with Wentworth, even though she loved him back when she was younger, and now that she's older, yeah. she's supposed to have this confidence and this like, uh, her own opinions and her own way of thinking, and she kind of mm-hmm. like just tells everyone to fuck off so that she can be happy. Like she. Yeah, she grows up and she needs to have that experience in order to become a more confident person. Yes, but the way I like the way that my friend at work explained it, that Anne isn't a very judgmental person. There definitely could have been another Jane Austen character that could have been a bit more suited for this flea bag like um narration judgment like type of style that they were doing yes um yes just not for Anne. so i i I liked i liked that it i didn't hate it what i didn't like was just some of the weird like comedic kind of tendencies they took like the fact that she was overhearing wentworth and louisa talk about something and she was like gonna go to the bathroom like in the forest (laughs) It just was, I don't know, just some of these, some of the, some of the comedic aspects they tried to do were just a little too much, but I didn't. I really think that the editing was kind of, kind of the issue with this. I feel like it was edited like way too much, like resting on people's faces and moments and not enough action. And yeah, it was very, it was very sweeping. It was very sweeping and pretty and like. It wasn't... Yeah, and slow. It was very, very slow. Yes. And it would have benefited from being snappier. And I understand that it's not a long novel. Like, we... The comparisons to Emma are very stark. That movie is extremely snappy. And it just is one thing after the other. Hilarity after hilarity. Crazy characters, bright colors, things like that happening. This one was trying to be witty but it wasn't witty enough to warrant the slowness of this pace like i just thought the dialogue was a little bit too like some characters were written very well i thought her sister was very good uh, mary i thought she was hilarious the actress mary, did mary an was excellent great job mary was so good the yeah, her husband was good too and honestly Wentworth was was great too. He was just really sad boy energy and I like that. It was great. Sad, sad sim boy. That... Loved him. His oh, his yeah. the 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 longing, the looks of longing were very good. They were good. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, especially that was, that was really, from Wentworth. Yeah. 
Um, but definitely agree. Mary was amazing. Her lines were hilarious. Like, I think they did so the funny. Mary character very well because she was very annoying and ridiculous. Like, the fact that, like, just the decision she would make made no sense and she was perfect. The, yeah, the screenplay really, really irked me, especially when they would just say, mm-hmm. just, just straight up, just go out of, they, they, they never talked like it was the era, like how how Jane Austen wrote. Oh, yeah. And what they Way were more contemporary, right? What they were For saying. Sure. Yeah, I wish and again I was talking about this with my with my friend from work. I pretty much just like everything that we talked about at work, I was just gonna rehash in this podcast today. Um <laughs> some of the things they said, some of the like I even though it was stupid, I liked the the playlist line. Like I thought that was really funny. Um I didn't like that they would just come out and say, you know, he's a 10, I don't trust 10s. Like, I feel like they could have said things along those lines, but just in a more Jane Austen way. Like, they didn't have to just say, he's a 10, but, like, you know, you're, you're seeing all... It just, it was too modern. They could have, they could have maybe just used maybe some of those jokes, but just put, like, a little Jane Austen twist on it or something. I don't know. Um, or just took him out, because those, I hated those lines. The the this they did it like twice that he was a 10 i don't oh, yeah. trust a 10 and then like penelope said something like you're in bath you're like an eight or something it was it yeah, was yeah 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 it was ridiculous it was I, I did not like those lines um i agree with you um on that note i think we should take a little break okay when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we're back. Yeah. Um, we were just chatting about the fact that those like contemporary lines were in this, as well as contemporary like fashion in some way. Obviously, the way that um, Anne has her hair is is entirely not Regency era. It's generally just like her hair's up, and then she has her hair down. Yes, and like and, and that didn't bangs. bother me, but I know I know it can definitely bother. <laughs> Definitely, it definitely bothered my friend yeah. at work. I didn't notice it. I really did. I what I, I did notice was that beret. <laughs> the, ber- yeah, the, the beret, beret was fierce. Again, <laughs> I liked these additions. I I do wish that it was slightly more leaning into a contemporary feel, which it's hard for me to say because this is what we got. Like, I'm not gonna suggest like oh, it should have been set in today's time or something. Like, I don't think that that's good. But, you know, I don't know. I just feel like there was not enough uh, making us like these characters in any real situation or way. It was kind of like they were just all there. And, you know, I, I that's like the feeling of the story, I guess. It's not. It's, it's a serious and slow story. As you have read. So them trying to add kind of interesting, funny stuff into it. You know, they're trying to be like Emma. They're they're trying to make it into a comedy. And it's just... It's more serious in a lot of ways. And Dakota yeah. Johnson's narration, it, it doesn't really help that much. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They, they they tried to go a direction, but it just wasn't successful. And I'm not sure if these types of things were... 
on purpose, you know, in Jane Austen's novels, but some of these characters are very humorous. So that's why we kind of see, Mm -hmm. like with Emma, there are a lot of funny situations that come out of it. Not, yes. Not if that was the intended purpose of when Jane Austen wrote it, because those that that could have just been characters at the time. But you you can kind of look at these characters in a more humorous way, like Mary especially, and just her family, Anne's family, Mm -hmm. just shitting on her all the time, like Meg from Family Guy. Um, Yeah, and and then yeah, from Emma, just the 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 characters that she meets every because the second I finished Persuasion, I felt like there was. I was missing something in my life, so I immediately watched Emma after. <laughs> just, yeah. So which is that's superior pretty, in like every way. So that's I mean, very that fresh in my mind great. right now. Like yeah. like Miranda's character, so great and so funny. So great. And again, not sure yes. if she was intended to be a comedic character in Emma. Probably. Who knows? I don't know. I feel like Jane yeah. Jane could have been, you know, a a sassy clever bitch back then like who knows um but yeah so i mean i i appreciate what they tried to do because it definitely made the story more interesting Mm -hmm. for me but Mm -hmm. it was not successful in any way (laughs) one so the one thing they did they did add that me and my friend from work (laughs) i don't know if she wants me to say her name so that's why i keep saying friend from work um okay uh, one thing they did add, which is not in the book. So, in the book, Anne knows immediately that, uh, what is it? They, they there's kind of like a miscommunication that happens in the movie. Um, when she's in Bath, she hears that Henrietta, or something, or or no, Louisa. No, Louisa they, would they, be engaged to Wentworth. They hear that Louisa was getting married to a captain. Captain, they, right. So yeah. so in the book, they make it very clear that it is not Wentworth. They make it very clear okay. that it is Benick. Um, right, 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 right. So, but we, but my friend from work and I did enjoy mm-hmm. that it was kind of a miscommunication, confusion type thing. Because that could have easily happened. Like, they were both captains. They're both in the Navy. Or they're both, like, naval officers. Um, so... This could have easily happened, easily, and it's definitely something that I feel like Jane Austen would write in her books. So, oh yeah, that was a good addition. Again, yeah. I don't think it was written very well. I yeah. feel like it was just such a lazy way of even framing those scenes. Like, I there's just something about them that just is not satisfying to me, and I don't know why. <laughs> I just feel like it was so plasticky and manufactured like the whole time. And that's not what I want to feel. I want it to be like, she wore so much lipstick and it wasn't even like, just like a rouge. It was like matte lipstick. And I'm like, what is going on in this? Like, why are we, why are we, what? I, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I was looking for things. I'm not angry. I'm just so. You sound angry. I just angry. wish it was better. <laughs> I wish it was better because I love Jane Austen. And I want. I want Jane Austen adaptations. And you know what, Netflix? Thanks for giving it to us. But you know, thanks just for maybe, trying. Thanks for trying. Yeah, <laughs> maybe try again, and have a better you know situation. I saw that the director, um, who's a woman, she directed or uh, Carrie Cracknell. She has only really directed plays like filmed versions of plays yeah that's what i noticed when i was that makes a lot of sense because it was again very static movie and things that would be funny on stage were not necessarily funny in film form in terms of blocking and staging yeah um that's just you know it sometimes just doesn't doesn't go well you know yeah yeah for sure. So try again, lady. You know, you tried. And again, I appreciate that, you know, Netflix puts their faith in different different people of different talents. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like this, this lady could have definitely continued to film plays. But uh, Netflix, Netflix wanted to give her a shot at doing this. So, you know, then that's and that's great. 
That's great. It has the air of being manufactured by Netflix in a way that, like, I just feel like Netflix came up with this idea and then they just hired people and then they just put them all together. And then we're like, here, make a movie, guys. Just just a whole group of people who like don't know each other and don't know how to don't know how to mesh well. Well, that's how a lot of movies are, but I'm just yeah. saying like it doesn't feel like it was organically produced from the love of persuasion. You know, like it's not like it came from somebody who was like, I have this great idea for an adaptation for persuasion. Let's make it. Netflix, will you back me up? This was Netflix going, I could be completely wrong about this, but I just feel like it was Netflix's idea and the execs at Netflix were like, you know, we need a Jane Austen adaptation because those bitches love that shit. You know? <laughs> we know what those bitches want. Um... <laughs> Bridgerton, Jane Austen. It makes money somehow, you know. Yeah. This was a relatively inexpensive movie. To be honest, nothing... There wasn't even a ball in this movie. So, cheap. Like, not really much expenses for this, you know? That's true. I, I don't think there really was a ball in... In the, in the, in the book, really, either. Um... Just ju- just to bring that up, like in, in case you were curious, yeah, sure. they were mostly they kept no, they kept having these very casual um, just dinner parties. L- yeah, yeah, like dinner parties where they played cards and like they played yeah. game, and then sometimes someone would just sit at the piano. Like they wouldn't have like an actual orchestra playing. That someone there would play the piano, and then and then the people there would just have a, make a little like dance floor. Like it just was yeah very very low scale and you know probably because they were trying to save money and stuff and not have these big you know but they did go to which which i feel like was interesting um i don't i guess i'll see if i read other jane austen books um but they they went they had concerts and i think those were the most like fancy things that they did was like going to listen to people sing opera yeah and stuff like that right going to concerts well Um, they also filmed actually in bath so when we go back to the UK um, in the hopefully near future, um, we're going to go to Bath because it's great. It's very cute. Everything is Jane Austen there. I love it. We're going to go back to the island. Um, oh, yeah. It's always yes. pulling me back. And, and uh, you know what? I just, it would be great if you came as well. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'll definitely think about it when um <laughs> airlines aren't so horrible right now yeah no no They're, no 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 yeah i am yeah, no, i am nervous to book no, a f- no, no. to book a flight this year because of all these horrible things i'm hearing about about airlines right now just the the prices being high people's bags getting lost like oh canceled flights everywhere it's a miracle we made it home my grandparents are stuck in italy right now they got it they had to get, stay there for <sighs> two more days because yeah, of what happened with the flights, so it's bad. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna have to see. I'm gonna have to see if 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 American Airlines can just give me a refund, or if or if they'll be still be good. My credit will still be good next year because I don't I don't think I'm booking a flight anywhere this year with how horrible it I is. Thought you were coming to see me. What, what I, happened with that? I was, but you always have an excuse. At least. <laughs> You know what? We can we can talk about talking about this off pod right now, okay? Off pod. <laughs> Just joking. Get get back get, get back on topic. Um, yeah, I don't know. Jeez. Okay. The kids in this were very cute. I just. Oh my say. gosh! I, I also... loved them. They were so cute. Yeah. I also really liked Henrietta, but I did not really like Louisa. Um... Yeah, they tried to make they tried to make her funny, and her lines were just bad she's like um, a teenager so she's like yeah young and she was not as a anno- oh my gosh the louisa in the mini the 1971 miniseries oh she, oh she was so bad i hated her so much well, how did wentworth fall for her like in the beginning it oh god she had so this annoying. horrible laugh i wanted to punch her <laughs> <laughs> um and the kids were horrible too they had the kids in one scene and they were just yelling at each other and being mad because one of them stole their toy or something. And then they never showed the kids again. 
they just they were gone forever. Um, I mean, so, now that I think about it, I've never seen a child in any Jane Austen adaptation at all. So this is kind of great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like a baby, you know. Yeah, there is. a Yeah. In Emma, there's a baby. Um, there's a baby. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I guess there really aren't. Yeah. I'm trying to think. And since sensibility, I don't think there's really one. Emma had the baby. No. I think this one was the only one who had like just just little toddler boys, little toddler babies. Yeah, so cute. Little great little actors too. Um, the one that broke his arm, so cute. <laughs> yeah, I like that they added that in there. That was actually in the book because um, that was missing from the miniseries uh, where it kept Anne from going to like Anne was just finding every excuse to not go to any parties in the first half of the book. Um, just because I think she was afraid to see Wentworth or something. I don't know. And then I also didn't like that. Anne and Wentworth had that little conversation because again, like this would never have happened, but they like, they were yeah. out in the field, I think. And the, the, the boys were like roughhousing with her and she was like, Oh, get off me. And like, yeah. he, he like saves her. And then like, they had this yeah. little, this little moment where he's just like, well, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was something around, along the lines of like, what do you want me to do? Or like, what are you, what are you looking to do? And she's just like, I'm just doing the best I can. Like, like which was it was very weird. forward. It was very forward. Everything Never would have happened. Was so straight. <sighs> the whole the, point. The scene where they were on the beach. I just like what? Like I. Can't. Yeah. The yeah. The yeah. The scene on the Even beach was you, like yes. They were overacting. They were everything was on their face at all times, and I was like, guys, like keep it together. Like this. I know you're in a movie, but you're you're a character. Like we need to be stringing along what you think about each other and not unquestioning it the whole time. Like we know like the entire time that Wentworth is in love with her and it's obvious. So it's like, yeah, we're just waiting for these two characters to get together versus like obviously Pride and Prejudice, which is like the story of them kind of going back and forth with each other instead of this whole <clears throat> messy situation with somebody else and her being jealous. And, but she, it's like not, it's not savvy enough. Like the screenplay would just need another rewrite. It needed like some more just quips, more things that worked prose line delivery. I don't know. I just can't. <gasps> yeah. Cause again, the, the, again. The, the, the subtlety of it was missing. Like these, yeah, yeah like yeah. this, this story, I'm sorry if you can hear. Oh yeah. There's somebody honking. <laughs> Shut up. I'm recorded in here. Okay, um, like the whole story is just supposed to be about these two, these two, oh my god, <laughs> these two. <laughs> Somebody trying to like get picked up or something? Maybe, I don't know, about these two characters that are just, you know, they had a falling out, they still have feelings for each other, but they both don't know that, so they're trying to suss it out, they're simping for each other, they, they were too... They were too obvious about it too early on to each other. Mm -hmm. They could have been obvious about it to the audience, but not to exactly. each other. Because yeah, again, yeah. subtlety, subtlety is the key. Decorum, is, stoicism. Is the secret ingredient. Subtle, <laughs> simping subtlety. That's what we needed. <laughs> we need simping. <laughs> I know you know that better than anybody, man. You you you're currently reading a book that's taken three books for them to kiss. So. Favorite favorite trope: simping. <laughs> <laughs> um, so silly. But yeah, subtlety. Really though, like really, really. Um, okay. I don't really know what else to bring up. The ending sucked. There was never there's never a wedding in the uh, book. Like not like not even seeing Anne and Wentworth's uh, wedding, so I don't know why they decided that it was important for us to see Mister Elliot's wedding to Penelope, of all people, which they aren't even a thing in the book. Um, furiously making out on the street. What? What? Ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um. Yeah. That ending sucked. I, 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 I don't know what else to say. It sucked. Um, but yeah, but didn't didn't hate it. <laughs> didn't, didn't. Will I watch it again? No. 
Would I watch it over the 1971 miniseries? Yes. Yes. Would I watch it? Would I watch it over the the Sally Hawkins one? Probably not. The Sally Hawkins one is probably better. Um. There's not even any trivia on this, so we can't we can't have none really. No. Okay. Uh, no. Plot plot keywords. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, hold on. I'm trying to find. Here we go. Um, love, marriage, friend, parent, past. There you go. Oh uh, yeah. Sure. Why not? I mean, X's could have had X's in there. Could have had. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, using even the term X is an extremely contemporary thing to say. Um, and again, like you could have said X, but just in a Jane Austen way, like right, like, yeah, like know, what they did with the playlist thing, because that was kind of cute. It was, but it then, was like, funny. showing us was every funny. other little thing that she had in, like, the slowest possible way. I, get, I just have such a problem with this pacing. And just, like, <laughs> the screenplay in terms to be, like, they don't need to, like, Dakota Johnson does not need to tell us something that we can plainly see. Like, she explains what her sister is going to say, but she doesn't do it in a very snappy way. And... We're just waiting and we're talking. So when we're introduced to Mary, it's like we're just waiting for her to be annoying. And then we're like, okay, she said it. They like double things, information up quite a few times in this movie where she'll say it in her narration and then it'll say it in real life. Like she says in her narration all about her love story with Wentworth in the beginning and how she had to give him up. And then literally the same exact thing happens with the conversation with her pseudo mom. And yeah. It's literally the same information. Do we need the beginning? We didn't. We could have just had that. Like, just show us. Don't tell us three times. Okay. This movie got a 43 meta score with nine positive reviews. Oh, 10. I'm reading 10. What? Oh, what? What? Wait, Wait. Oh, it's 10. It was just added. Literally within moments of me clicking on this page. Wow. Okay. Absolutely wild. Um, 10 positive reviews, 15 mixed reviews, 11 negative reviews, 42 Metascore. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's go to the bottom. It was a 43 Metascore when I checked it literally two seconds ago, and now it's a 42 Metascore. This this was updated literally while we were filming this, like recording (laughs) this podcast. Absolutely crazy. That's Um, fun. That's funny. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to okay. read the lowest that we have so far. Um, yeah, the Atlantic was added just now. The tw- the July 21st Atlantic 25 was just added. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Oh, my goodness. I feel like we have to read it now because it was it was today. Oh, my God. Well, you read the lowest one and then okay. I'll read the Atlantic. All right. Well, I mean, a couple of them were added. To the- there's a July 21st as well, 2022. Oh, my Vox. God. Yes, Vox. Oh. <gasps> Vox. Dude, these were just um, added today. Yeah, those two were just I think added. It's those two. It pulled down the score. It's, oh, and and the Globe, the Globe and Mail, uh, added one today too. Sixty-three. Wow. Uh, that's it. Those three. Those three were added today. Crazy. All right. So Slate gave it a ten, um, and it says sadly. Persuasion, not only the worst Austin adaptation, but one of the worst movies in recent memory. <laughs> oh my god. Delivers on all the agony and none of the hope. There you go. That is go. really harsh. It really is. It really is. Um and I did, I did see this other one, the, the 20. It says, above all, at no point during Carrie Cracknell's directorial debut, do you ever get the sense that anyone's actually read Persuasion? <laughs> I mean, okay. I mean. <laughs> that's not, again, that is, I. I don't, I don't necessarily I believe that. I think someone knew the, the general story of Persuasion. Like, we're not, we're not talking about Dune from the 80s right now. Okay. Where they, they obviously didn't read the book. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, are, are we going to read any, any of the ones that were added today? We're just going to pick a, pick a, um, uh, mixed, mixed pick review. Pick a middle, a pick mixed a review. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could, we could pick the, what's the mixed review that came out today? Were there any? Uh, no, the... I think only, only a negative review and then two negative reviews and then a positive review had come out on today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll read the Rolling Stone 50. It says, the the cast puts its effort into a slightly less underwhelming movie. One, a little more willing to engage this gallery of personalities, which insofar they're based on the characters of the novel, are just engaging enough to watch this once and never think about it again. Austin works hard, but mediocrity, this movie reminds us, works harder. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this movie got no 100s, so we are just going to go with the the highest, the highest rated one. Because um, mm-hmm. the one that was added today was, was very short, so I didn't want to read that blurb. Um, so The Wrap gave it a 78. The indisputable star here is Johnson. She balances Anne's dissonant scorn and sweetness with aplomb. Her usual soft-spoken, sarcastic shtick perfectly suiting the character, even when forced to do truly regrettable things like wink directly at the camera. She exudes charm. Was this um, was this sarcastic? <laughs> Were they being sarcastic? I think it was like a very like early 2000s way of doing things. I think it needed a little bit more of that rigmarole of like a of a of a rom-com that was kind of just lost. And I do feel like Dakota Johnson thought that she was making a better movie. Um so she's not necessarily the problem. No, definitely. I mean, I I liked that. I like the look of Dakota Johnson, and I she was a really great Anne to me. Um, I just think her lines were bad um, a lot of the time, and yeah, you know, she was just kind of working with what she got, which was not much. But um, Dakota Johnson's a great actress. We love her and her other stuff. Um, she was definitely sometimes sure. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. She was definitely a draw to this movie for me. Um, mm-hmm. So. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely not her fault. Was, yeah. Was there a modern adaptation of Persuasion, like, ever made? Um, kind of like, kind of like a Clueless so. for Emma? No, but the amount of, like, Clueless thing, like, people just referencing Clueless constantly as, like, the <laughs> shining beacon of, like, how you do an adaptation at all, like... <laughs> Nobody can say the word adaptation or modern adaptation without mentioning Clueless in any sort of way. I know. And I'm just like, guys, calm down. Like, I know it's a good movie. It came out in the 90s. It's good. It holds up. It holds up. I know. But can you find something else that maybe, like, maybe either make a good one or just stop referencing it as the only beacon of light that is good in a modern adaptation. Well, you know what, um, Alessandra? Now we have Fire Island. Yes! So. <laughs> That's very there, true. There you go. Um, there you go. Which I thought, like, people also say, you know, Bridget Jones's diary is supposed to be, you know, Pride and Prejudice as well, but the similarities between that, like, the text and the actual movie are, it's it's... It's pretty weak. Like, you have several things that are the same, but there's a lot of differences. And it's really, I mean, not saying it needs to be exactly the same, but like, you know, what's the heart of what you're trying to say in an adaptation? What do you really want to focus on? With Fire Island, it it also was, you know, the family aspect. And that's that's a major part of Pride and Prejudice that... Bridget Jones's diary does not really have in a lot of ways. So yeah, and I mean, um, can you really call something an adaptation when just the actor who happened to be in Pride and Prejudice is also in the movie? 
And his name is Darcy as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's, 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 I think adaptation needs to be more like the story needs to be very closely related. Like the themes need to be there. Maybe even some of the same story events and situations need to be there. Like there can be an inspired by like, but yeah, I think adaptation needs to, it's, it's a bit stronger of a word. Like there needs to be a, <laughs> there needs to be a definite link to these two things that make them the same. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) Well, this has been fun. Um, And it it does make me want to watch Emma again. So. Oh, it was such a good rewatch. Oh my God. (laughs) The guy that plays. I'm going to watch. Oh my God. The guy that plays nightly. Oh oh my goodness. I know. He's, (laughs) he's great. He was in a movie I watched. Oh, the simping too. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, everybody, the, all of them are. The, the whole cast of Emma is really good. I don't want to get back into it. Go listen to our Emma podcast. Um, again, I'm also going to watch Mr. Malcolm's List uh, at some point because I did read that book, and apparently, it's getting okay reviews as well. Better than this. So. Oh, good. Um, okay. Is it in theaters or what, what is it on? Uh, well, it, it is in theaters, and, in theaters. you know what, maybe I'll just give you the book, and you can read it, like, in a day, because that's how long it took me to read the book, and um, then we can we can watch the movie, <laughs> and it probably will be, like, on a streaming service. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure. Bring it, uh, bring it out when you come out. Yeah. D- I will. All right. Um, okay. I, I think that's all we have to say about, about persuasion. Um. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also on Amazon Music, Spotify, and Acast. Um, Please follow our social media. We have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. Just search All By The Popcorn or All By The Popcorn Podcast and look for our cute little logo. Um... If you want to email us, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. And we also have some merch, so please check that out. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.